Hello, and a very warm welcome to Tito's Table Talk. I'm your host, Rhett Downing, otherwise nicknamed Tito, and today, my guest is my father. (laughs) Honest to God, I think you're going to be able to see just how frequently and often my father and I talk about these things. Just like my brother, I really enjoy hearing his viewpoints. I mean, they both have such really interesting minds and ideas, and oh goodness, I'm getting off topic. This episode was cut a little bit short because to begin with, the connection was kind of wonky, right? I don't have people in the same room with me. I call them over the phone because that's what this app supports and thank goodness because I can still do all of these things right anyway so you'll see some instances that it seems like we're maybe cutting each other off when we're not it's just the connection kind of blurred us together and maybe sometimes there are some long pauses either way I edited a little bit maybe it sounds a little bit better let's just get right into it okay let's go to start off honestly I just would like some backstory on how you got to enjoy sci-fi so much or got into it because i know your background you're mm-hmm. from west texas and you used to work at meat packing plants and stuff. farms and ranches and meat packing and building houses and everything else under mm-hmm. the sun i think it was from reading isaac asimov books when i was little when i was you know a teenager probably junior high so Arthur Clarke, I never and knew that. Isaac Asimov, and uh, Frank Herbert, all the all the classics, I guess you'd call them. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure Star Trek played a role. in Well, that no, that's right. On the TV set, Star Trek started. That was even earlier. That was probably it. You're right, uh, because I remember we lived in Lubbock, and. Um, you know, back then, they only showed a show once a week, and there were no reruns, and there was only three channels. I mean, it was it was crazy. You, you know, it's kind of like we barely had any electricity back then. And uh, the, the sweat wasn't that bad, but it felt like it. Um, but Star <laughs> Trek was on the very same time and the very same night as the Wild Wild West, which was a, was a Western about two a series about two uh oh like pinkerton agents or something like that you know they they mm-hmm. rode in a railroad and they they worked for the railroad yeah. and all that stuff well that was that was my brother's your uncle that was his favorite show because they had all these gizmos and they had all <laughs> these things like this cool gadgets and all this stuff and we'd always argue about what we got to, you know who got to see what because i wouldn't get to see it for a whole nother week and so, uh, oh my I know, God. I know. Yeah, and there was no way to tape them. There was no recording. There was no VCR, DVR, none of that back then. And so I'd have to wait a whole mm-hmm. week just to watch a 30-minute show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. What, how old were you? Around well, so then? this would have been in the mid-70s, and I was uh, 10. Not, we lived in Lubbock. I was 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So... To start this off, this is obviously like the best question to ask. Mm-hmm. Believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I believe there are other species out there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Carl Sagan saying I'm not sure who said this, but they said we're either alone in the universe or we're not. But either way, it's you know it's almost it's almost awe inspiring. We're either out here all by ourselves or there are other beings out here with us. We just don't know it. Right, and there's no in between. Yeah, 
Yeah. So just those two choices. Pretty wild. So would you think that those other species would have good or bad intentions if they ever You know, that's a big question, isn't it? So, um, you know, the Star Trek deal is all about, uh, well, there were bad aliens out there and they were, you know, but it was all about exploration and all the good things about mankind mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And um, But then what, Independence Day, you know, so the aliens are going to come eat it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you hope they're benevolent, but um, because they are going to be so much f- more advanced than we are, it's, you know, be like uh, us, you know, kicking the Indians out of America way back when, Oh, you know, because we had better technology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it that way. No, no it's really, a good way to think about it. Yeah. And we didn't kick them out, but we took over, you know, which is a shame. And then there's been all kinds of TV shows over the years about it, about different aliens taking us mm-hmm. over or taking a world over and stuff like that. But no, I don't know. I don't know. That's the $64,000 question. Are they going to be nice or not? Because we're sending out <laughs> thousands of, you know, radio waves every single second of the day, letting everybody know we're out here and we're all by ourselves mm-hmm. and, and we can't defend ourselves. <laughs> We're broadcasting our We're location broadcasting. to everyone. We're broadcasting like a huge spotlight. Yeah, in a very dark room. And we're saying, come see us. <laughs> who knows what it's going to be when they do come. Yeah, well, so I, I've been thinking. I actually, I told Christian the same thing because mm-hmm. I talked to him about this stuff. Mm-hmm. That I think I prefer a pessimistic view of what aliens would do if they yeah. met us. Yeah, I just... I think maybe to me it's more probable. I agree. I think I think if ah gosh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe they're like Vulcans and they're going to be nice and but still they're they're going to be over uh, or you know more advanced than we are mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Either way, it's not going to be. We're not. We're part of our future is not going to be ours. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I do actually. So I do. Did you hear? I think I talked about this at home. Did you hear that the government confirmed they didn't call it UFOs? Yeah, they called something else. Right. But do you think that's them, Dad? You know, I don't know. It's pretty. That's pretty weird. It's pretty confusing. What all these Navy pilots and Air Force pilots or naval aviators, I think they call them, uh, have seen, and they've documented all this stuff, and they can't explain what they are, what these things are they see, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's like, what are they doing? You know, why, why, if they're playing hide and seek with us and they're letting us get a glimpse of them just a little bit, or they're making that many mistakes and, and accidentally letting us see them, I, none of it makes sense. I've never thought about it that way either. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would they do if they're, if they're that advanced, why in the world would they make mistakes like that? Or why are they letting us see them? There's gotta be a point to it. Surely. Yeah, I I would doubt that they would make a mistake if they were that advanced mm, in the first no, place. No, I agree. I agree. Or at least that many times. That many times, yeah. That's right. I was I was also curious if you've ever heard of the Great Filter. I don't think so. It's it's really interesting. It's it's a paradox or something that mm-hmm. it's basically a gateway that humanity has to pass in order to become a spacefaring civilization. 
and yeah, survive. Yeah, I've seen. I've, yeah, and I've, there's there's all different kinds of theories about that as well too. You're right, and ah, uh, you know what is so that, again that means our future's not our own. Somebody we have to pass a test before we can go out into space. You can kiss my ass. That's not up to them. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, that you can no, you can, no, you can bleep can. that part. No, it's it's explicit anyway. We're good. Okay. I listed it as explicit. So, so I'm going to branch off. So you obviously know who Elon Musk is, right? He owns Tesla and right, SpaceX. Right, right, right. Do you think he's going to accomplish his goal in commercializing space travel? Absolutely. It was always going to be commercialized. It's just going to take somebody with some the wherewithal and the foresight and the and the strive to get it that he does it was always going to be commercialized look at every story just about you've ever read in a book you know there's there's Mm -hmm. space going you know there's there's uh, mining on all the other asteroids there's uh, flights between you know different planets it it was always going to be commercialized (laughs) it just couldn't be now until now because nobody could foot the bill and do all the research that needed unless it was a government but now, somebody like he, he, I think it's pretty cool. He's going to change. He'll change. He'll change things fundamentally. I can't wait, honestly. No, no, it'll be cool. You'll go to space, or your kids will. You know what? I firmly believe that. Uh, I think. I think. I think you'll be able to at least go to Mars. Yeah, I don't know. Thing. I don't know. It might be a one-way ticket by that time. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's it's going fast, right? So Elon's already building a starship. Yeah, I know, but and... there's so much, there's so so much between now and where they are now, and and making it even relatively safe. We just don't have the technology yet, but it's coming faster and faster. I mean, we couldn't land a rocket till right. till SpaceX did it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, right. The reusable. That is yeah. So cool. And and see, we just, you know, and so all they've talked about is how difficult from a physics standpoint and everything else that was. And I can I can only imagine, you know, trying to land a rocket like that. But that's got to be pretty basic. And we're just barely cracking that nut right now. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I do. Christian and I talked about Alien, the movie, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. And. I thought it was it was really funny because I must have watched that when I was around five or six. Yeah, yeah, I got y'all to watch it with me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Christian must have been nine or ten, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. I I told him how some people believe that Alien is a very people think that Alien is a very good depiction of what an alien civilization could be. Well, maybe, but I think I, I think whatever our imagination is, it's going to be much more different than that and some of it will be much much like what we are it's going to be both but who knows knows? you know and then you're assuming that it's carbon-based life form and it's not something else and you know all that kind of stuff you know why we look for carbon-based life forms is really interesting so carbon is is quote unquote sticky and it's very very abundant that's right yeah and as we know it obviously it's we are carbon based mm-hmm. and so all those enveloped into one little bowl they're like okay well since we're the only life we know of we may as well look Other. and it's abundant we may as well right. look for carbon based yeah look for something else that's a common denominator i agree and you wonder if dna is is that way too yeah mm-hmm. i'm i don't you know i'm a ding dong about all that stuff but 
I, you, you wonder if all that's um, as fundamental to other species as it is to us. You know what I mean? I'm sure it is, but is it I DNA? Do. Is it something comparable to what mm -hmm. our DNA is? And I don't even know if we know too much in depth about DNA. No, no, we're learning that we that the, the, there's more uh, that we don't know. We don't know what we don't know about it yet. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Dang. But you know, on that alien movie, all the alien movies, what do aliens eat? They just kill everybody. I don't know. I I you remember? I can't remember. I think it was the. It was the one in like two thousand six. Requiem, maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. That the uh, it was it wasn't necessarily eating, but it was sticking its tongue, you know, and 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 drinking the blood, kind of, of a, mm -hmm. of a human. Yeah, but I thought that was to so get. I, I didn't know if that was for eating or if that was. That's how they, oh, you know, you know, they could sense where all the humans were. If that's how they got that or something, you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, hell, I don't either. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Okay. That's okay. So, do you think time travel would ever be possible? I don't know. Um, you know, in all the science fiction movies, a lot of it, you know, they do. It. But then if you listen to the scientists, you know, you can... You know, I think that's what, you know, that is the warp drive and all that other kind of traveling greater distances is you can bend time and you can and you can twist time and do them, but you can't go backwards in time. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Um, what was it? What was the movie with McKay that wasn't too long ago? Where uh, he went, uh, Interstellar. Yeah, where he, they went back in time to help humanity get through a critical point you know and so mm -hmm. you know then and they had five dimensions remember we've only we've only known three well they had they discovered there are five dimensions well if there are more dimensions out there than we've ever even comprehended who knows i wouldn't say anything's out of the right. question different Dang, that's same thing is different different realities you know how does that work you know yeah i was gonna about that actually so there's another reality out if, there if with me and i have a full head of hair that's kind of scary right yeah <laughs> or I, I told christian the exact same kind of scary. <laughs> but no i told christian the exact same thing that that maybe one dimension or reality is that my name is christian and his name is brad oh, no. who knows i don't i don't know how i don't know how you get your hand around your head around all that clue either mm -hmm. i mean it's I, I keep hearing that there's like 11 or 12 dimensions, but I'm not even oh, sure that's the right I don't know. Why Why wouldn't it be infinite? I don't know. It, then that's mm -hmm. like, so well, that's like maybe we're just the recent one where all the superheroes got killed by Thor or by uh, th oh, uh, Thanos. Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. Yeah. So what's his name? The British guy. And I don't know if through all of the Doctor Who. Was it Doctor Strange? Strange love. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Anyway. He goes through the ten thousand different iterations of of beating Thanos, and they only win. They and out of ten thousand, only one they won. Every one right. of those a different dimension, reality, different. You know what I mean? I wonder how. Like, I don't know if it's different dimensions, like a, just a, an idea or a thought. Like, how the hell would we? You know what I mean? That yep. that it could just be a part of our imagination. 
I don't know. And so then, so then how do all these different dimensions occupy the same space? Is that where deja vu comes from? It could be. <laughs> that'd be don't know. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Every time you have deja vu, maybe you have been there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one of a, a different, different you. Yep. Ask you if if you could build a time machine, would you go forward or backward? Ooh. Mm. Mm. My first inclination is to go forward. I want to see what's ahead of us. But you could go backward and Mm -hmm. you sure could fix a lot of things. But then that leads to every little thing you change. How many millions of things does that change in the future? You know, if you if you went back and did it again. Or if I went back and I knew Facebook was going to be as big as it was or Google or, you know, all that stuff. You know, you make it mm-hmm. monetary easy, but no, I think I'd go forward. I want to go see what's out yeah. there. I figured you'd be a forward person. I was, do you remember that butterfly effect story about the dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. Yeah. Can you sum it up for me? Well, like, so that guy steps off the path, you know, they're taking, it's commercial, you know, they're taking these guys back to go. They, they know exactly when this dinosaur is going to fall and the tree's going to fall on him and kill him. So the dinosaur is going to be dead and yada, yada, yada. But the guy steps off the path and steps on that butterfly and he comes back and things are, many things are the same, but there's a lot that are different, you know? And so one mm-hmm. little thing like that, a butterfly changes. I mean, can you imagine? So I think it's a great story. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find that story. I actually read that in high school. Yeah, I read it in a bunch of short stories. Uh, one of those books that had uh, you know different short story mm. versions of stuff, and um, I probably still have it in a box somewhere. I'm sure I kept all those books from when I was a kid. Way uh-huh. okay. Well, I may have to read some yeah. of them. Mm. We we already went over. Uh oh. Well, I never really asked. Do what? Do you think there are different dimensions? I know we talked about the different or if there uh, are, but do you think? Yeah, that... I do, but I don't. I don't understand them, and I don't understand how they occupy the same space. You know, the same time and all that stuff. But I think, I think there are so many different versions of life that we just we don't even realize it. You know, our lives and, mm-hmm. and other other species or whatever. Certainly, yeah. would rather it be that way than us be the absolute only ones out here. Period. You know what? Well, so that gets me too. Like, how be random chance that life is on Earth? Right? We, we've got a good atmosphere. No, that, that, okay. So now you get you're getting into religion. I think, and no, and I and no, I don't mm-hmm. think it was a random chance at all. It. I think so. It could be that. Uh, I think it's perfectly plausible that God set up all the variables to create life on this world, on our world. Mm-hmm. But I think God created it. So that, that'll that blow your podcast right there, that comment. No, I, I think it's... Know. You know, there's, it's always people always you... say it's either or. I don't think it's either or. I don't think it has to be either or. I think there was an explosion mm-hmm. of life at one time, but I think it's because God created the situation where it, where it happened. I have to tell people, I, I tell people, uh, my friend and I last year actually tried to start a podcast and we talked a little bit about this and I said, I, I, I'm religious. 
I believe in God, but I absolutely love talking about these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I believe and there is evolution. And I believe thing, there is change, but I think God created, I think God started it all. Yeah. And, and one thing that's really interesting to me, since I'll go a little bit into religion here is that right, most people who are religious think we're special. Right. Mm-hmm. And a, a counter that I've heard, which is really interesting to me is the, our, our makeup like, so we're made up of, you know, like hydrogen, helium, nitrogen, right. oxygen, and I think there's one more. And those things are also extremely abundant or the right. most abundant right. in the universe. Yep. Yeah. And I even told mom, she said, either way, we're mm-hmm. special, right? And I just, mm-hmm. I just think it's worthy of pointing out how mm-hmm. crazy that is. Well, it's pretty, uh, what would you call it? Um, it's pretty arrogant. You know, but maybe, mm-hmm. but maybe we are. And then, so if God created us and there are other species out there that God create them, so well, yeah, you'd have to say yes, if you believe in God, right? At least I think so. Mm-hmm. The other side of it is we are the that. only ones out here. Um, and it's just like, um, oh, um, even all those dune books, those are all, they're, they're different uh, kinds of people. You know, they, they have specialized so much, you know, different worlds have different, different, um, uh, that, that, uh, you know, have, have, uh, I don't know, evolved into specialized beings or specialized, you know, whatever they, whatever they might do, whether it's space travel or building or anything. I don't know if you've read those books, but they're great. And same thing with foundation that those, the foundation books, those are all about. And it's all, all human, it's all humanity. In fact, humanity is spread out so far in both of those books or in both of those trilogies and stuff that they've forgotten where earth is. You know, they, they lost. Oh my God. Yeah. Both of them. They can't, they don't know where they started. And, and, and many people in those books don't believe that humanity started on one world, you know, eons and eons ago. It's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I've always wanted to read the Dune. Yeah, you should. They started as a trilogy, and now there's about, oh gosh, 10 or 12 of them. His son finished up a bunch of them. Oh, boy. Herbert's son. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Same with Foundation. Those are great books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll put those on my list, because I have a whole list of books I want to read. No, but on a a tasty little Mm. side note, they're remaking Dune. Yeah, I I hope it sticks to the book. The one they made in 1984, whenever it was, that was the best one because it stuck. I mean, it was, it stuck to the book. It was really good. Mm-hmm. That was, it, it was really good. Oh, so, and then uh, I saw in an article, I think yesterday that I can't remember which moon, but Europa, that's a moon of like Saturn or Jupiter or something. Mm-hmm. And we want to send a probe or something. Mm-hmm course it'll forever but they think that that liquid water could be there which obviously most everyone thinks is the best chance for actual life but i think i think most people think we need water to have life well i think it's pretty integral part besides the air atmosphere and things like that well i don't know why i don't really understand why we need h2o well, I think it's so, you know, it's just like being out in a desert. You can live for three days without water. You can live for three weeks with little food, you know. 
It's just the way our makeup yeah. of our body. And that you can make water, obviously, but 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 um, you got to have all the right ingredients to do. You know, you got to have the right situation to do it. So it'd be easier if it was already there. And water is so, based on our knowledge, is so. Um, uh, mm-hmm. What's the right word? Uh, is is the right vehicle to create life, or for life to exist, or to life? You know what I mean? Whether it's amoebas or whatever, right? Yeah. Or moss. So so if. If somebody were to believe in completely evolution mm-hmm. uh, and, and how we evolved from a single cell organism mm-hmm. over the course of millions and millions of years, mm-hmm. do you think there's like any, not truth to that, I'm not sure quite how to formulate this sentence, mm-hmm. but I, I wonder what the probability of a single celled organism mutating well enough to be able to adapt yeah i don't know, you know something something triggered it that's what they don't know i think something had to trigger that evolve <laughs> you know from one cell single cell entity or amoeba or whatever to multi-cell something had to have triggered it <laughs> and that's where i think god came in yeah. maybe you know i guess some people say god created man just you know we read in the bible or take it very very literal I think it's also possible he created the amoeba that turned into how you know evolution came about and everything else. You know, those who there's people on both sides who would not like that argument at all, not agree with that argument at all. No, I don't mind either way. Like if if they were to disagree or agree, it's not really about that. The whole point of the podcast is to try to conceptualize things. And no, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not trying to convince anybody one way or the other. I just, I'm just, you know, uh, yeah. You, right. You can, you can, you know, believe what they're gonna believe. So, no, I'm just trying to highlight the fact that there's so many possibilities, mm-hmm. and it's just really, really interesting to me. Like one thing I brought up with Christian is, is how vulnerable we are as a species. Right. right? We're on one. We're on one rock. We have it, and, and we get and it's hit already by another rock. Dinosaur. We're done. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And well, so the the thing I like to to point out about the dinosaurs is that there were mammals when I'm pretty sure when dinosaurs roamed, mm-hmm. they just couldn't survive very well because they were being eaten all the time. That's right. No, I agree. <laughs> exactly. <And clears throat> meteor killed most of the dinosaurs. Guess what? Cre- mammals. That's right. It created the opportunity for them to live. And then eventually, what you know, if 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 you were to go down that line, oh, we appeared, right? But that's that's what gets me, because even a virus, if it were deadly enough, could kill every single one of us. Yeah, we've seen that with just as COVID nineteen. I mean, it, it hadn't it hadn't been that deadly, but just think about. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's been several science fiction books written on that one too. Um, you know how virus. You know, 90% of the population and all that stuff. So, yeah, we're very vulnerable. On top of the fact that we're, you know, pretty damn good job of destroying our own environment anyway, you know. Or or we're, yeah, we're was... growing so fast, exponentially, the number of people on this on this rock, it won't support us forever and ever, right? And that's why I think we do need to go out and throw where I just had it. Well, you know, live somewhere else. <laughs> yep. More than one, so we're not so so vulnerable. Yep. You know, oh, that's that was 
thinking of a movie. Have you seen Children of Men? Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't yeah, like it so, that much, but uh, yeah. Kind of dark. Yeah, it's, it is. It's. Yeah. It's, but it's. Yeah, that's right. what it is. Yeah, very much so. Interesting. I think they had a really good uh, viewpoint. Like they, I don't. So in the movie, m- people become sterile, and they don't know why. And so everyone's just mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in one of those versions of Stargate, that's what they did too. You know, we, they met a species that was more advanced, and so they had they had learned to extend life. You know, they could live for hundreds and hundreds of years, and so they taught Earth how to do it. And but what they didn't know is what they were putting into this drug that 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 extended life, also um, the birth rate. And that's how they eventually took mm. over. We're going to take over the earth. It's just going to take hundreds of years or generations. They were just patient about it. It's a good story. Scary one too. Just mm-hmm. instead of right then and take their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of, instead of mm-hmm. violence and guns and stuff, it was, they got to be our friends and knew what we wanted the most was longer life and took advantage of it all. I wanted to, I had heard this a little while ago, and I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't get it exactly right. But one guy, when he was trying to talk about alien civilizations, and that if they are spacefaring, that we would be similar to an ant. That's right. Uh, we sometimes accidentally step on ants yeah. or flick them. Yeah. or Well, whatever. if they wanted this world, all they have to do is show up and our atmosphere and just bombard us from space. So we, and we couldn't do a damn thing about it. So sit here and crawl in a hole and hide. I hope that changes soon. <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs> yeah. And, uh, this, I think is the last question I'll go over to possible that we're in a simulation. That we're in a what? A simulation. Gosh, I hope not. Yeah, well, that'd be like that's the Matrix, man. You know, right? So, I, Elon Musk said there's like a strong probability, but I couldn't tell if he was kidding or not. Um, you know, Elon is a very complicated guy. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Well, see, I think it's it's too specific. Like, how come? love one another or or can randomly think of something that they want when they're hungry or something to buy or like it's too well, intricate no it's not it's just somebody who can write a really 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 good program that's all the yeah. matrix is like a machine yeah that's all the matrix is yeah tried to clarify with christian so were they farming up uh in the matrix what were they yeah. using it for power Power. Energy. Oh, yeah, but they had to. Uh, but it was funny. One part of it was they 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 created a utopia and everybody started dying off, you know. And so they they had to create this world with all these you know and frustrations and animosities and all that other stuff, and it made us thrive, which made us more more valuable to them. <laughs> no way. I no, didn't know. Yeah, I that's couldn't remember. There. Yeah, yeah, it's in there. It's I don't know which which is, but it's in there. Pretty sure. Oh my gosh! No, I told Christian, why wouldn't they make a utopia? No, that that's was like why. my thought. No, it's because we drifted off and just died. 
lack of interest, whatever. I don't know, but but it didn't work. So they had to go back and created created the world that we have with all of the problems and issues and that kind of stuff. And it, and that's what made us more alive. I didn't yeah. know that. There's a lot of people, a lot of good imaginations out there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, scary ones. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Good ones too. Star Trek's good. You know, it's got all the ideals. You watch some of those shows that William Shatner still hosts, and it talks about all the ideals of Star Trek and what they did when they wrote that, when they did that movie in the early 70s, how much of, um, how many um, views of that time that it um, addressed, like, you know, whites on the same, being a woman who was mm-hmm. in charge. That was not, you know, that stuff. It was really, they had a, it was a, it was pretty cool. I didn't know that until I was, until I, you don't think about that when you're watching it, when I was a kid, especially, but listening to Shatner talk about all that stuff and, and how many things that, um, you know, they had the tricorder. Well, hell, that's a damn iPad, you know, back in the seventies, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So remember when we mm-hmm. on vacation in Big Ben, we talked about, I think it was a, a book you had read about how this, Whenever someone tries to colonize a new planet, there's always something. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's a good book. I forget the name of it, but there's there they you know in that book we had colonized hundreds of worlds, and we had come to find out you never know what it is, but there is something that will that will be unique to that world that will get you, and you you've just got to be prepared for it. And in that particular world, it was it only rained once or twice a year, but when it did, all these turtle-like things became monster turtles that started eating ravenously everything and each other by the time they got through with it and that's why there were only so few turtles during the next 10 years until the next rains came but they didn't know that until until uh, you know they got on the world and that is just like uh riddick that's the same thing as pitch black that's the same that's yeah you think of pitch black and that's what that is i like that quite a bit actually yeah it sounds really interesting and they were me about how um, weather, or so so that was the rain one, but but they were like bunnies. Yeah, that was a different one too. Them, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. That was a good. I don't know if that guy ever wrote a sequel to that or not. It was. A, I really enjoyed that book. Anyway, um, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Are we gone? <laughs> well, I tried to get it to uh, around forty, but what are we at? Cut it anyway. We can... We're at thirty nine oh eight. Oh my gosh! Really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a good one. I'm trying to think of. I, I brought up a lot of the stuff that interests me. So, mm-hmm. honestly, I think we're good. Think so? It'll be interesting to see if yeah, anybody I mean, even bothers listening to all this. I've already got a few listens on the other one. Really good. We're definitely really good picks for this stuff because because <laughs> I know. Well, you. Like the greatest stories, you know? Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, well, good. I hope it goes. I hope you I hope it does what you want. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up from here. Um, so much for joining Tito's Table Talk. There we go. I enjoyed it. Be good. Hi, I'm back. I had an idea just to make this episode a little bit longer. I don't know if y'all remember the part in my father's conversation about the butterfly effect story. I really hope that rings a bell. I wanted to explain it just a little bit more. Maybe that'll add just like two minutes. 
Anyway, this is all I remember of that story. If I find it, I'll I'll come back and plug it in here and, and update the episode, but I'm going to have to find it first. Anyway, it's sometime in the future, they had commercialized time travel. All right, and a hunting party goes back in time to hunt a tyrannosaur, but they have to stay on a specific path and never step off that path, obviously because it's designated as safe from the problems that time can cause if you were to obviously, you know, mess something up in the past. And one of the hunters asks why they can go back in time and just kill a random animal, or dinosaur for that matter, and the navigator says they're not random. We choose the dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs that we choose are going to die anyway, right? They're going to die anyway, and so it shouldn't matter. So they hunt the tyrannosaur, they kill it, and this specific tyrannosaur is going to be killed by uh, a fallen tree. And so once they kill it, it lands, and then the tree falls down. It's like, oh, wow, they were right. It was going to die by that tree. And if I'm not mistaken, the hunting party... Later in the story, they get attacked, I'm pretty sure, by other dinosaurs. I can't remember specifically, but I hope I'm getting that right. One guy runs off the path when he's not supposed to, and then he gets back on, and he runs back through the time machine. He ends up back where he was, but everything's changed. The language had changed, but it was still somewhat resembling the previous language, his language. People's clothes were different, the city looked different. Billboards looked different, all that snazzy jazz, right? And he got up, and he looked on the bottom of his shoe, and guess what was there? A crushed butterfly. There you have it. He crushed a butterfly because he ran off the path and changed everything, at least everything he knew. I'm going to try really hard to find that story, and I'll update this episode. It's a fantastic story. I love it. I've remembered it since high school. I think that adds, let's see, two minutes and 40 seconds. So I'll just wrap it up right about there. Y'all have a good one, all right? Alrighty, that just about sums everything up. I truly hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Make sure to check back next Friday for a brand new episode, and you can always stay tuned with me on social media. You can find that in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.